You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Welcome to your weekly dose of grumpy middle-aged men getting worked up about things that really shouldn't matter as much as they do. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show... But you're romantic in different ways, Baz. You're just not a Valentine's Day type. I'm a 364 romantic guy. It's like you're a really romantic guy, 364 days a year, and then you're the complete antithesis of it on Valentine's Day. I'm not even going to talk to her. I'm not even going to look at her today, just in case it's seen as being romantic, and that romance has been driven by this whole fucking charade that is Valentine's Day. Part of Valentine's Day is being slightly amorous, and when you get to a certain age, slightly. Prepare yourself, love. I'm going to be slightly amorous when we get into bed. Sending a Valentine's card and putting a question mark on it, like we used to do, is the modern equivalent now. You buy a burner phone and you send a dick pic off this burner phone and someone's got to guess who sent it and whose cock it is. Uh, We should make it clear that uh, black pudding isn't listed down as being an aphrodisiac. No, well, it is in Berry, mate. Hold on, love. I'll get the frying pan out. (laughs) Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special edition of the Mildly Controversial Podcast. I do say that a lot, but this is a very special edition, because this is our Valentine's special edition. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, hello. Um, um, There's a good chance you're watching this on the actual Valentine's Day. Um, because nice. we're going to post this one on Valentine's evening on uh, on Facebook. If you're listening to the to it on the audio, um, you don't want to you don't want to be with us on Valentine's anyway. You, you don't want to see us. Just listen well, to us. Uh, hold on a minute. A lot of people on my side would would, would want that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, if you are on the audio, hello. This is probably the day after Valentine's, so you will um, you'll probably be just getting over it. So um, first up, Baz. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Are you a fan? Um, I am for other people. I've never, uh, myself and Liz have never celebrated it. I mean, um, I think we made it quite clear when we first got together that Valentine's Day was, I, I th- you and I, I think we've discussed this before, that we mm. don't need a day to, to prove our love for each other. And uh, I think we both agreed we'd rather do something on the 13th or the 15th rather than the 14th. So I've always stuck with that. I see it as one of those sort of commercial things, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm aware. There's loads of people listening and watching to this now. We're just going. You two are just cheap bastards, aren't you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're probably right to be fair. You just don't want to pay the extra that uh, that you get charged uh, if you go out on Valentine's night. And to a certain extent, you're you're quite right. If you are watching on YouTube, there's a little thing at the back there. I'm not sure if you can read it, but uh, but I created that for especially for the show. It says roses are red, violets are blue. Valentine's Day is shit. <laughs> so that's my poem to you all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the same, Buster. Like I say, we've we've talked about this before. That um, I don't need a day to tell my wife that I love her. I tell her I love her every single day, and I don't do it out of duty. I do it because I do love her. Um, I sent my wife um, a, a text message and asked her what her thoughts on Valentine's Day were. So uh, before I sent her that message, I was writing some notes on what I wanted to say tonight. Um, and one of the things I put there is you should say you love your partner all the time, not once a year because Clinton Cards says that you have to. Exactly. Okay. I text my wife and said, is there anything you want to say about Valentine's Day on the uh, on the Valentine's special? Her WhatsApp back to me was, we don't really do it now, do we? Not sure how that happened. 
Before we got married, you once bought me two bouquets of roses, one delivered to work and one to home. Belt and braces romantic. Somehow in 20 years, we went from that to, in quotes, I don't want Clintons to tell me when to say I love you. <laughs> so I suspect I have been banging on about this thing about Clintons telling me when to tell my wife I love her. Um, so, um, so yes. And I was like, wow, really? And she said, yes, two bunches of roses were fucking nice, though. Um, and she said, uh, I remember all the girls swooned and all the lads were pissed off, were pissed off with you. And she said, I definitely heard the words fucking prick. And one of our mates rang her fella to tell him. <laughs> so there we go. So that's, um, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sat here saying, eh, I don't need to tell my wife that I love her just because Clintons say so. And yeah, but apparently she remembers being much more romantic um, at the start of our relationship, which, yeah, I mean, there was probably an ulterior motive. Do you know what I mean? I've got my claws in now. I don't need to work as hard, do I? But um, I'd, I'd say I was more romantic then. I am still quite romantic deep down. Um, I've just probably, I'm probably slacking in the uh, showing it uh, uh, these days. So <laughs> I think I've just turned into a typical bloke, but at least I do tell her every day that I love her. Um, so, yeah. Well, Liz always tells me a story of when she used to tell her friends at the time how our sort of Valentine's Day was. They used to go, oh, bless you. <laughs> Feeling sorry for her because yeah, they obviously sort of thought yeah, that's just how he is, and then yeah, you don't feel the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's decided he didn't like it, so you have to not like it as well. Oh, we've never done this before, so is this the right way around? Yeah, so oh, this is how, this is how much of a go. romantic I am. <laughs> there you go. So for those on the audio, Baz was showing his finger tattoos, which on one it looks like it says hope, the other one it says less. He puts his hands together, it says hopeless, and then he flicks his fingers down and it says hopeless romantic. Hopeless romantic. There you go. <laughs> Aww. Genuinely how I feel. What, hopeless? Mm. <laughs> yes, the romantic was added later. <laughs> so when you say you don't do it, do you not even do cards or anything? Just nothing? No, not at all. Uh, Liz has all said to me, if, if suddenly uh, like some roses appeared, she'd wondered what I'd done. Ah, there you go. Well, that's a great position to get yourself into there, Baz. Well exactly. worked. Well, it's like if we, if we phone each other out of the blue, she, she thinks there's some problem. So, <laughs> Do you have to use a certain word? If she, if she's, if you're kidnapped or something like that, have you got exactly. that? Exactly, that's what it would be. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sending you roses. Oh fuck, you're in trouble. <laughs> but anyway, look, I mean, um, for our viewers um, on uh, YouTube and Facebook, uh, Baz and I have made a bit of an effort. Look, we're both dressed in red. Baz has got yeah, yeah. a beautiful flowered shirt with a red waistcoat over the top. I've got a blue velvet jacket with my seventies, my red. 70s ruffled shirt sound a kind of um, beautiful flamenco dancer type shirt and this this shirt um this shirt predates the wife so i've had this shirt for more than 20 years can you remember where you got it in the first place or was it just literally a fashion item no i i think i bought it i think i bought it for a 70s do oh i thought you were gonna say um, stag do <laughs> no 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 I, I think i bought it for a 70s do ages and ages ago um obviously like 20 years ago so like uh, maybe even more um, and it, yes, it's my special occasion shirt. It comes out at Christmas, New Year, um, occasional birthdays, and pompous podcasts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of people. I get a good reaction when people who know the shirt see it, like like they've like they're meeting up with an old friend. 
Well, I did the same thing when, when, you, when we first came on the season. I was like, there it is. There's the <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, there it is. There's his nice little shirt. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think, well, me and, uh, me and Emma do, I think me and Emma will just do cards and nothing else. But uh, speaking about when my wife thought I was more romantic than I am these days, she has got some very good uh, and valid uh, evidence, which she uh, WhatsApp to me after she'd said all that. Um, <laughs> that um, one of our first valentine's days together we went to new york <laughs> okay you, you're not romantic at all you are you <laughs> so we've got so she has got a fair point in that i went from there was a year when i bought uh, two bouquets of flowers one was sent to work and one was sent at home just to double romantic it another year um i took her to new york um so yeah she has got a fair point to be fair but <laughs> Even when I'm trying to be romantic, um, it somehow falls flat because I had booked a um, helicopter trip in New York. Okay, so we had to go down by the Hudson, get in a helicopter, and it was the helicopter would take us all the way around, uh, all the way around the city, um, and then dropped us off uh, next to this kind of a, a big long barge with glass over the top, and it, it just took us down the Hudson for a, a kind of a moonlit. Um, a moonlit dinner aboard this uh, aboard this boat. Um, so that yeah, that was the romantic part. The not romantic part was that I looked where the uh, where we had to go to get on this uh, get on this helicopter, and uh, and I thought it's not far away from our hotel. That I said, oh, we just walk. Uh, it's not far. It's about three quarters of a mile. There's probably an awful lot of our American listeners pissing themselves now because they're thinking. Mm, if you walk into the wrong part of New York, you're in trouble. So anyway, um, Emma and I have—I've got my nice shirt on, not this one. I've got a nice shirt on. Emma's got like this kind of white lacy dress and high heels. Okay, um, I'm not romantic enough to remember what she wore. She told me that earlier today. That's what she <laughs> <Cool>. was wearing. <laughs> you redeemed yourself then, because she reminded me uh, reminded me of this story. Um, so we're just so we're heading down like all the major roads like you know fifth avenue or whatever and you know everywhere that's fine to walk and i was like oh it's right turn right here so we turned right and it all went very kind of dingy very quickly it all kind of went a bit dark in more than one sense of the word yeah uh, very quickly it it was a bit like have you seen that one on trading places you know when statler and waldorf are fucked at the end of it Yes, and they're, they're, they're around a barrel with a flame coming out of it, right? Yeah, there were loads of people like that. To be fair, yeah. that we were we were walking past in our best outfits, right? Clearly, on our way to a fucking helicopter flight. Do you know what I mean? Clearly, <laughs> loads more money than these people. And I was like, oh god, I feel really uncomfortable. And then we walked a bit further. We was like, what the hell's that smell? And then we realised we were walk, walking past the Department of Sanitation. Um, so I th- that's just a big dump. Uh, and uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it was getting it was getting really kind of. It all got a bit kind of. It felt a bit like a film. There's a lot of warriors. That see something was going to happen. Something shite was going to happen. So I was just starting to walk much quicker, and I was trying to toddle behind me at speed on these uh, on these high heels. Um, but no, we did get there, and we had a beautiful um, we had a beautiful trip. Um, although Emma has just reminded me, we didn't see much because it was fucking night time. <laughs> uh, I suspect it's better to go on a helicopter trip around New York when it's not dark. I've done it during the day, so I, I can't. Uh, I, having not done it at night time, I can't do. It. Although I haven't said that, but romance at night time, just twinkly yeah, lights, right? Yeah, and it was um, it was back in the um, 
it was it was when the twin towers were there. Okay. Um, so you had like the uh, lights coming up off those, and there was and uh, a lot of the buildings are lit very nicely, so it wasn't too bad. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was an a, a, an uh, an example of me being romantic. Um, but it ending up not being that romantic. So failing I, miserably. I tried. Look, I mean, I don't think she's ever going to deny that isn't a romantic thing to take her away to New York and get the helicopter flight and uh, and a boat trip. Um, but uh, but yeah, with hindsight, um, a limo might have been yes, better, or, a, <laughs> or at least a cab, or a rickshaw, any yeah, of those things just, you can get. Look, even a shit cab that smelled of beans, do you know, I don't know why I came up with beans, just because smelled of anything, do you know what I mean? A fucking bicycle would be better than what you just described. Uh, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> would have been, be, been better than me doing that. I was walking, at, you know the uh, you know in the Olympics where they got that event, like walking, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where they waddle. Yeah, where they waddle really fucking quickly. That's we were like that walking past all these uh, all these homeless guys, and I just and it was at that point it was like I'm not you know I'm not saying I'm better than them or anything like that. I'm just saying that I felt so fucking uncomfortable. Did, did you feel you had a massive target on you? Oh well, not even that. It just felt like I was I was fucking gloating. Yeah. About the yeah. fact that, you know, we're in really nice clothes coming out of our really nice hotel and we're going to a helicopter and a boat yep. trip. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be um, worse if you had a big wadge of cash and you're just wafting it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> laughing at them. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. Looking yeah, I, d- I did. Yeah, I, d- I did come across as fucking Cyril Sneer that night. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember how we got back, but we definitely didn't fucking walk. <laughs> Just got the helicopter to land on the roof of your hotel. Oh, we just got smashed, so we didn't remember the walk back. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I've done a similar walk to that during the day, and I, so I could only imagine what it would have been like at night. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was me trying to be romantic and um, and not actually um, not actually landing it. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't have any uh, romantic stories of myself and Liz because. Um, we haven't done anything even vaguely romantic like that. We've been out for dinner a few times early days, but nothing since. We just don't bother with it. <laughs> but you're romantic in different ways, Buzz. You're just not yeah. a Valentine's Day type. I'm a three six four romantic guy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're a really romantic guy, three hundred and sixty four days a year, and then you're the complete antithesis of it on Valentine's Day. You're just like fuck it, fuck yeah, Valentine's exactly. Day, fuck everyone. I'm not even going to talk to her. I'm not even going <laughs> to yes. look at her today, just in case it's seen as being romantic, and exactly. that romance has been driven by this whole fucking charade that is Valentine's Day. Yeah, I just wear gloves all day as well, so she can't see my hands. So. <laughs> I'll go through a number of things that piss me off about Valentine's Day as we go through some mildly controversial opinions about Valentine's Day, if you will. Um, but one of them is, every so often you'll go on like Facebook and there'll be single people who just bitch about Valentine's Day. Yeah. And they can't stand that other people are happy. Do you know what I mean? And you, they'll say like, and they'll phrase it. They won't say that. They won't say, fucking hate you because you're happy and you're in a relationship that's good and... I've gone from failed relationship to failed relationship and now I'm fucking miserable on this day and this day has just highlighted that. They won't say that. They'll say, they'll phrase it something like, I can't stand Valentine's Day because happy couples just rub it in your face. It's like, <laughs> no, that's just happy couples being happy. That's what they do. If, if, if people being happy is rubbing it in your face, then it's on you, not on them. 
Yeah, I, I kind of get the thing about being single on, on Valentine's Day, um, just purely because it's probably just rubbing it in for people who are single, who actually do want to be with somebody. Yeah, but it's them. They're yes. rubbing it in. Not the <laughs> not the couples. The couples who are happy and are posting happy things on social media, they're not the ones rubbing it in. Yeah. The people who are... Because you can quite easily be single and happy and single and content with it and single and happy for people who aren't single. Yeah, exactly. But it's the, 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 when they say, oh, they're rubbing it in. No, 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 you're rubbing it in. You're choosing to get miserable about this thing. And don't get me wrong, there are some people who... Um, and maybe being like recently bereaved or recently broken up with people, and Valentine's Day will be a shit day, shit day for those people. Um, but it's not somebody else's fault. It's not. It's not the fault of people who are going through a, a happy time and are enjoying their life and uh, and you know and, and are in a loving relationship. It's not their fault. They didn't do it to piss you off. Well, there should be a card for single people on Valentine's Day that they can send it to themselves. Yeah, they could take themselves out on a date. There should be a restaurant that only does single people that night. Yeah. It's not a dating thing, it's just tables for one. You yeah. all come here, and it's not to come here to meet people, it's just come here, treat yourself, and fuck Valentine's Day. If I had a restaurant, I'd do that. If you talk to anybody else, you get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not here to meet people, you're here to be happy and single, okay? Not happy and find someone else. Do you remember when um, when you were at school? For me, obviously, it's a long time ago. We had all the slates we used to write with chalk and then chisel <laughs> stuff out on. I love that any time you mention your age, Baz, you get a load of jokes in before I can. Every time you mention your height or your age, you throw in a preemptive strike just to disarm me. <laughs> but do you remember that, though? Because it used to be that thing where... Like, I don't know how you were as, as a kid, but I was painfully shy and I'd never literally talk to anybody uh, the, of the opposite sex or even of the same sex about romance. Uh, so it was always an opportunity to buy a card from your local post office and just put, uh, will you be my Valentine and somehow get it to that person at school so they wouldn't mm. know it was you. That's called stalking now, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, that used to be... The original point of Valentine's Day, when I was, when I was younger, like you said, when I was at school, um, way after you were, um, you, you were probably on your, you probably had a job when I was. Yeah, I left. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I was already um, up a chimney. <laughs> but um, when I was at school, when you sent a Valentine's card, you didn't put your name on it. No, and that's just not even a thing anymore. Well, of course you couldn't do it now because like people don't generally send cards; they send like DMs, don't they? So basically, yeah. I've just got this vision of like a, someone painting a, a heart on their dick and just sending that now. It, I was just going to say, Baz, is the equivalent of sending a Valentine's card and putting a question mark on it, like we used to do, is the modern equivalent now, as you say, you buy a burner phone and you send a <laughs> dick pic off this burner phone and someone's got to guess who sent it and whose cock it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Well... <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, ladies, I've already mentioned how happily married I am, so no one's going to be getting a, uh, a dick pic from me on a burner phone. We had uh, a message from Lou Temlet, uh, who's a sort of dual uh, mutual friend, and she put, has nobody sent you any uh, DMs yet with spicy pictures on? No. I can't believe it. Come on, people. No, we did. We did, re we did request some DMs with spicy pictures. Um, Lou actually sent me a message saying she would, but she's ginger. <laughs> um, and, and and we'd meant uh, and I'd said that my preference is not for gingers. There you go. Um, although you know, as I said at the time, 
you know, there, you know, there, there are exceptions to every rule. No, nobody sent us a DM when we asked for uh, people to send a DM. Uh, no one sent us an email for two weeks. Um, no one's, oh. no one's bought us a, no one's bought us a pint this week. Oh, blimey! Um, now that we are on Facebook, though, yep. Um, and there's a comment section underneath. Um, comment underneath. Send us your comment. Don't don't put don't don't put dick pics and stuff down. No, no, there. you'll get us banned. No, we don't want that. No, that, <laughs> I, I've moved on to a different part of the conversation now. <laughs> so so uh, we we can't really do this episode without actually going to the very origins of uh, of Valentine's Day, can we? Oh. This feels like a time where I could take a little break and have a drink, Buzz. Yeah, exactly. Over to you, pal. Obviously, research, Google. Mm. Uh, so it started with the Empler, Empler, rum. Buzz, I'm going to have to stop you there. Even half Malaysian, you can't get away with saying Emperor like that. Oh, God. So- <laughs> Sorry, Solly. <laughs> <laughs> That's controversial. No, but anyway, but, but like I say, e- even, even as, a, as a half Malaysian man as you are, um, you definitely can't get away with saying right. it like that. Let's let's try this again. Uh, Emperor Claudius II ex- executed two men, both named Valentine, on February the fourteenth. Obviously, during Roman times. Uh, oh, sorry, it's in the third century. It says here. It says their martyrdom was honoured by the Catholic Church with the celebration of St Valentine's Day. So, I mean, it was. It's been going on for a long, long time. I mean, look. I think Valentine's Day shit, but not as shit as those two blokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They've had a really shit Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Oh, hi guys, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Stab. Hi <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. Um, it's good news and bad news. Um, hundreds of years in the future, maybe even thousands, um, we're probably going to name a, a, a festival after you. Ah, that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately, we've got to murder you for that to happen. <laughs> we were saying before about um, traditions that used to happen that don't in terms of uh, the card from an anonymous admirer. Um, there's another one that said that apparently, um, I don't know when this was, um, I suspect you'll you'll get the idea that it was quite a long time ago when I tell you what it is. But apparently that um, previously on Valentine's Day, tradition called for men to sacrifice a goat and a dog and then whip their women with the hides of the animals they'd just slain. Wow. No. <laughs> What's the I'm modern quite... equivalent of that? Uh, well... <laughs> I wouldn't like to think, Buzz. Well, if that's what romance is, I'm I'm happy to not be romantic, Buzz. I suspect you don't have a goat, so you can't do both of those, can you? No. But, <laughs> but you can imagine, though. You, you know, like, like the modern equivalent is, like, blokes are always forgetting to buy something for their wives off yep. uh, for Valentine's. And they're on the way home from work thinking, shit, I'm going to have to buy something. So they go to the petrol station and just buy <laughs> a cheap card and a box of chocolates or a Terry's chocolate orange or something like that. Or, or flowers from the petrol station. Yeah, exactly. Or, or back in the day when uh, you were meant to sacrifice a goat and a dog and then whip your women with them as, as a Valentine's Day. I mean, what's the equivalent of that? He's on his way home from work and he's got a, I've got a sparrow and a frog. Sorry, it's all the ads. <laughs> oh, look, there's a dead cat inside the road. Let's have that. <laughs> <laughs> driving around for hours looking for roadkill. To be fair, it's probably in Roman times, so there wasn't a lot of driving in those days. Can you imagine? Oh, oh the, he's got the like the horses and the um, whatever that thing's called. What's it? No, it's not a cart, is it? 
chariot. Yeah, That's chariot. the word. There you Jesus. Go. I'll tell you what, this Polish beer is pretty strong, isn't it? <laughs> it's your Ooh. lack of love that does it. <laughs> so, yeah, I reckon that is the case. I reckon that there's, uh, I've got a lovely vision of uh, Roman blokes um, hurriedly scampering around in their chariots trying to find roadkill to be able to take home to the missus because they, they, they didn't plan ahead and arrange for a goat or a dog. But, yeah, imagine he gets home and uh, like she's obviously very upset. So he's like, shit, what am I going to do? The horse is fucking having it. <laughs> you say upset, Baz. <laughs> he gets home and he goes, well, you know, I've been busy at work. I didn't have time to get a goat and a dog, so I'm not going to be able to twat you with the skin of two animals. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, no, really? Oh, oh. So, Mike, I've prepared something just because it's Valentine's Day and, and part of Valentine's Day is being slightly amorous and when you get to a certain age... Slightly. <laughs> It definitely is for me. <laughs> Just slightly. Prepare yourself, love. I'm going to be slightly amorous when we get into bed. Aphrodisiacs are quite related to Valentine's Day. People across the world use them. Uh, uh, and they're quite strange, some of them. So I'm going to do a quiz for you, which is uh, Aphrodisiac or Aphra does fuck all. Lovely stuff. Okay. Right. Uh, I've done a few here, so uh, give me a number between 1 and 10, and you have to work out whether this is a... Real aphrodisiac, or whether it's completely made up. Oh, Baz. See, I love these, Baz, because... Um, I, I love these because I, I like quizzes and shit like that anyway. But I also like this because um, you've done some work for once. <laughs> I know. Which, is, um, which I do enjoy. I do enjoy it, Baz, when you uh, put in a shift. <laughs> um, okay, um, we'll go for number seven to begin with. Number seven is Manish Water. Uh, this is a Jama- uh, this is a Jamaican dish rumoured to turn you into a bit of a randy goat. So the lines of what we did earlier, nice. but you'll need to desperately want the status uh, want that status though because this is a libido booster that contains the following. So this is a great list. It contains goat's head, tripe, assorted goat organs, green bananas, carrots, dumplings, herbs, spices, and my favourite bit, white rum. Is this is this an actual aphrodisiac or is it aphra does does fuck all? Okay, so I think Baz, that one is true because that is, that's very. Uh, if it's not, you're a fucking genius because that is you've gone really far into the description and the name of it and the ingredients and all that kind of stuff. You've got a massive smile on your face. You made that up, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. It's funny because most of them have got this amount of detail in them. <laughs> <laughs> That is ah. actually a fucking aphrodisiac. Wow, there you go. So p- poor goats. <laughs> yeah, so, so, <laughs> I was going to say go through those ingredients again and I'll write them down, but it's okay. Um, I, I know someone who I can get a copy of the podcast off. Well, you know, I mean, goat's head and assorted goat organs, that goat is not going to be having, uh, is not receiving flowers. No, it's not, is it? But I mean, it's well, grave. Well, to be fair, if the guys who were... Um, skinning a goat and twatting the missus with the skin got together with these guys who were making that stuff out of it it's you know it i mean it's not ethical but at least they're not wasting anything exactly. Do you know what i mean they're using all of it could you imagine though that you've just got to drink a little bit of this and then for the next four hours you're just vomiting i mean it's it's not really the most romantic thing is it <laughs> I would have thought that um, it's only an aphrodisiac if you really get turned on by people vomiting and having explosive diarrhoea at the same time. But it has got carrots and dumplings in, so it can't be that bad. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's good for you then. 
It'll, right. clear you, it'll clear you out. It's basically like a fucking enema, but it's, but it's got carrots in it, and it should make you want to have sex with someone. Yeah, apparently. we're like throwing up with a boner. That'll do, won't it? <laughs> right, well, you, give us a number between uh, one and ten, but not seven. Okay, uh, four. Right, number four. Ah, okay. Right, so this is a flower called a wrongbane. That's spelt wrong as in bane. Wrongbane. Uh, it's, <laughs> Sorry, it's it's wrong as in bane. Well, I just yeah. So it's spelled W R O N G B A N E. Got it. So it's from the. Uh, I've got to read some of these because yep, yeah, no, 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 it's, uh, it's all good. Uh, Aconitum is the is the uh, genus of the name, also known as aconite, monkswood, wolfsbane, leopardsbane, mousebane, wo- woman's bane, devil's helmet, queen of poisons, and blue rocket. <laughs> these are all the same names for the same flower. Uh, is a genus of over 250 species of flowering plants belonging to the, I can't say it, this name, uh, Ranuculella. <laughs> okay, well, this is yeah. definitely true, Baz, because if you made one up, you wouldn't write words that you couldn't say. <laughs> right, so, you know what I said about detail? <laughs> this is not true. Oh, Baz, you done me, mate! So, and the reason why it's called Wrongbane is because it's an anagram of Wang Boner. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute <laughs> genius. So, with all the detail behind that, did you just make all that up and then no, wrote, I, I, invented something that you couldn't read? No, I just found another flower <laughs> called Bane. Oh, mate, that is, that is so good. Honestly, Buzz, <laughs> you need to do more of these because you go right up. I, you go up in my estimation when we do these things, Buzz, honestly. <laughs> Quite often, I just see you as this guy who laughs at the right parts of this podcast, but you've got so much more to give. Well, it's Valentine's (laughs) Day. I thought I'd make that extra special effort. And also, um, let's not let the the phrase devil's helmet slip through the net without coming back to it. It sold it for me. That's what did it. (laughs) (laughs) Devil's helmet definitely means a lot of things that are to do with Valentine's Day. Right. We'll do a couple of these. Uh, A number between one and ten, but not four or seven. Okay, um, let's go with one. Right, so in the Philippines, men eat balut, B-A-L-U-T, which is a boiled duck egg that contains a duckling embryo. <sighs> okay, I'm going I'm, I'm to do me workings out. I'm going to show you me workings out. I'm going to talk what's in You're my head. You're so good at this. Right. It's a Friday night quiz. It is, yeah, yeah. I, I like to talk me workings out. Um, there's, lots of, um, there's lots of weird shit like that gets eaten. In the um, in the east in yes. Eastern Asia, um, I have seen embryos with baby birds yep. in embryos being eaten in Eastern Asia. Um, I don't know if it's as an aphrodisiac, but that exists. So I'm gonna because I know that it's at least half true. I'm gonna say yes, it's true. You are two one. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I knew, I've, I've seen it. But yeah, there's a lot of weird shit goes on over there, isn't it? Well, that was, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's lots of weird shit. But there's, Comparatively. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a, yeah. Well, you're absolutely right, Baz. Um, the people in Eastern Asia who are eating, like, chicken's feet and duck embryos and all that kind of stuff probably come over here and they're just going, What? A black pudding? Are you mental? <laughs> a haggis? <laughs> what? 
you're just eating something's blood, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> And you have it for breakfast. So yeah, that is a that is an aphrodisiac in the Philippines. Um, it's widely used as well. Uh, let's do a number between um, two and ten, but not four or seven. Um, okay, uh, number ten. Number ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't say this probably because it's got one of those little uh, things over the air, but it's Hakal finger foods from Iceland. It's basically a rotten shark meat that is supposed to get, to have Viagra-like effect on the Vikings. Now, the same as the last one, I know that rotten fish meat is a thing in Scandinavia. Um, whether it's an aphrodisiac or not, or just... I'm going to say yeah, because I know that rotten fish is a thing in Scandinavia. So you are correct. Hey! Let's have a bit more detail on this. So apparently there are two levels of this of this rotting shark meat. There are ones that, uh, that local people can handle and one for tourists, which is less, <laughs> which is less bilious. <laughs> Congratulations on getting the word bilious into our podcast, Baz. I'm very proud of you. Right, okay, so uh, you know the ones that are left, you've got... Uh... No, I've, I'm writing them down, Baz. I've got a pen and paper. I've, I've come prepared. Right, let's go for number eight. Number eight, Grammatophyllum speciosum, better known as the Spanker Orchard, is a spe- <laughs> hear me out. It's a species of orchid, orchid found from the southeastern Taiwan to the Philippines. Oh, Baz, there was so, there's so much to unpack in that one, right? You started off like a fucking Harry Potter spell. <laughs> then you went into a phrase like a spanker orchard, which was like dogging. Orchid. Spanker orchid. I know, but you said orchard, so it was like oh, spanker, or- spanker orchard. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's definitely somewhere where people drive up and flash the lights at each other. Um, and then you went into Thailand. So I got so lost in the whole thing, I'm going to say no. Okay, you are correct. Hey! <laughs> uh, can I tell you why? Because yes, Spanker please. Orchid is an anagram of rock-hard penis. <laughs> <laughs> See, Baz, you spent your time wisely today. <laughs> well, I know you love anagrams, and I thought oh, I could squeeze a few I of these do. in. Right, give us another number, then. Uh, another number is number two. Right, okay. This is uh, the hair, the tail and mane hairs of the Chiquitigue ponies, who are feral ponies on the Assateague Island, which is in Maryland of Virginia, and it's called an Ephron pony. That is what the actual name of the aphrodisiac is called. It's called an Ephron pony. And it is the hairs, of, hairs from the tail and mane of these ponies that live on this island in Maryland of Virginia. Right. This is a little bit of a tangent, Baz. <laughs> um, but to get to sleep some nights, I listen to sleep stories. Um, and one of the stories is about the ponies on the island. Okay, that's interesting. Or you've got very close to reality by making something up. I just see. I, I, it, when we play this pass, I second guess every fucking word that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> well, you have to, don't you? Yeah. Um, but I think there's definitely a sleep story that I listen to that is about ponies on an island in the states. So I think that part of it exists, but and here's the kicker: it's very good at getting me to go to sleep. So I don't under I don't know much more detail. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always fucking asleep. So they didn't do a bit about the uh, the aphrodisiac part of it then? No, no, no. I don't, I don't think that would have been. Uh, I don't think that would have helped you get to sleep. Um, I'm going to say yes, just because there's too many things in that that are, are, are ringing bells in my head. 
That is an Afro does fuck all. <laughs> oh! Because an Ephraim pony is an anagram of a fanny opener. <laughs> Baz! You've excelled yourself. So, so, so this pony thing, have you just made that pony thing up in an island? I, no, so what I did, so the, the island exists. I, I came up with the phrase. I found an anagram for it as you do with my name once and caught me out mm. spectacularly. And then I found stories about ponies and this was the first one that came up. Tell me what bits of this are true. There's, there is an island with a lot of ponies on it. Is that right? Yeah. Or so there's that... the, the Assateague Island, which is exists between Maryland and Virginia. So half it is Maryland, half it is Virginia. These horses are separated by a fence. On one side, there's the Chesapeake ponies. On the other side, they're the Assateague. My sleep story is entitled Wild Ponies of Chesapeake. There you go. How good is that? <laughs> what Mate, a coincidence. You've, you've absolutely... And I'll show that. There you go. There is the actual sleep Wild story. Wild ponies for the people. of <laughs> So there you go. There is a sleep story that I have listened to to get me off to the land of Nod of an evening. And um, and but good old Alan Sklar, who reads that, had no idea that he was going to lose me some fucking points in this quiz. <laughs> the horrible man. <laughs> what a coincidence. Wow, that mate, you stumbled across one there. Because I heard so many things that were like, yep, 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 that's true, that's true, that's true. Wow. Right. Go on then, give us... Uh, so you got three... Five, six, and nine left. Um, let's go with number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, the slime of cane toads. <laughs> this is literally one of it today. Scientific name, Renella Marina. The cane toad is the world's largest true toad. I won't give you the dimension, but basically the uh, the slime of its body is used as, a, uh, as an aphrodisiac. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to talk my workings out. Um, the cane toad is definitely a thing. Definitely exists. Um, getting shit off the back of toads definitely exists because you've got those ones where you get for like the poison darts and stuff as well. Correct. Little yep. frogs. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yes, I'm licking this frog. I'm licking this frog and going home to the missus. Cane toads is an anagram of no sack date. <laughs> <laughs> So you've done that anagram backwards. You've yes. gone cane toad and then gone backwards from that. So what smutty thing can I make out of cane toads? Not the other way. You've not started smut and gone to a cane toad because cane toads exist. Exactly. I went there first. Oh. So so while I was researching, Google, uh, like aphrodisiacs, there are some animals which the, um, which the slime off their body is an aphrodisiac. 48-year-old men from Berry. Is that one of them? <laughs> It's the slime of my body is an aphrodisiac. It's, it's the slick of the hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I've got three left. I've got yep. a pen and some paper. Cool. So I'm going uh, I, I'm going countdown on this one. I'm going to try and spot your anagram. Right. Number five. Oh, interesting, right. Ambergeris is a rare delicacy. Basically, Ambergris... So, so, sorry, how, how are you spelling Ambergris? <laughs> A-M-B-E-R-G-R-I-S. Ambergris. G-R-I-S. Right. <laughs> so, basically, Ambergris is the vomit of sperm whales. So, we've got a good sperm in there. Uh, the substance can <laughs> either be taken directly from the, the whale's stomach or collected after the whale has secreted it. Ambergris. Okay. Um... I, I'm going to edit out the next four minutes of me trying to figure out what this anagram is. 
there's the word big in there. Oh, there big, is. Big smear. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> Don't edit this out. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say it's true because there was, there's a, well, there's an R, big smear. It's an anagram of hamburgeris. It is, but it is true, as you said. It's it's actually. Can you imagine that? So it's basically the vomit of a sperm whale. Wow, that is an actual aphrodisiac. So, look, I I, I get that. Um, I mean, some people who uh, require little blue pills. That... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen. I've seen advertised on the telly, so you can obviously get them in the chemist and that. But I can imagine they're quite embarrassed going up and asking for them at, yeah, at times. But You could order them online, everybody. But yeah, I'm just picturing like going up to a sperm well and saying, um, I really fancy getting it on with my missus tonight. Any chance? You've not eaten some oysters, have you? <laughs> Look, I mean, if you feel unwell at any point... Let me know. I'll come and collect it. You can always reach inside and sort of tickle that gag reflex in his mouth, can't you? And a sperm whale. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to be. You'd have to be in like Jonah. <laughs> Can you imagine though how desperate you must be to have the vomit of sperm whales to have that? Then to sort of you know, to become amorous on Valentine's Day. Again, Baz, I'm coming back to the fact that uh, I can't judge anyone because I've just read that, I've, I've just pulled myself up on it tonight. Um, I come from a town where uh, the local delicacy is the blood of a pig inside another bit of the pig. <laughs> yes. So I can't <laughs> criticise anyone for anything. So, um, okay, well, well done. Uh, we should make it clear that uh, black pudding isn't listed down as a being an aphrodisiac. No, well, it is in Berry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, love. I'll get the frying pan out. Do you want fatty or lean or boiled or fried? Let me know, love. Happy Valentine's. Tonight's your night. Right, so that leaves you three and six. Number six. Right. I'm going again with my pen. Do you want to write this down? Yeah. Kasu Marzu, which is C-A-S-U-M-A-R-Z-U. M-A-R-Z. You. Right. Here's okay, the explanation well. then. So the name means rotten cheese and is Sardinian is a Sardinian product that is banned in many places around the world because it contains live maggots that can jump out into the eater's eyes and if they're still alive as they pass through the intestine, you can have some problems. They jump out. <laughs> These fucking ninja maggots. It's jumping out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! But very specifically, you could jump out into the eater's eyes, and if they're still alive as they pass through your intestine, should they not jump into your eyes, they can have some. You can have some problems. It doesn't say you what. Can have, you can have some problems with these ninja maggots. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this is true simply because you said it was a cheese, and uh, one of the words is casu, which is, yeah. sounds like kaiser, which is German for cheese. Oh, look at you, and, with, your, with, your, with your intelligence. <laughs> and there's a Z in there, but I'm not convinced that there's a like. There's a Z in there, and there's no J and I, right? So, so I can't think of any smutty words with the Z, other than the one, and there's no J and I in there. So. Oh, good, good workings, Mike. <laughs> Did I get it right, man? So this is indeed an aphrodisiac. Right, that leaves us number three. Yes, number three, come on. I'm going to have to pull out my best, uh, like, Latin now. Okay, here we go. Litter, 
Vesicatoria. Jesus, Buzz. There could be all kinds of smutty words Explanation in there. Explanation coming up. Go for it. A species of beetle whose use dates back to the ancient Romans. Okay. Now, I suspect this one because there was a very short description. So now all I've got to do is go to um, my anagram and try and work out what filth you've put into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this um, makes my uh, my day sat on the sofa coming up with aphrodisiacs or aphrodisfuck-all does, does actually worthwhile. <laughs> Mate, you, you've played a blinder. Um... Uh, oh, well, I've got a word. Oop. Let me work on the rest. Well, I was going to say, there's quite a lot of letters in there. <laughs> there is. I'm going to say it's nonsense because it's a very short description and I've just got the word salty out of that. I'm just wondering if, <laughs> just wondering if that's part of it. <laughs> okay, let me give you the explanation. Litta vesicatoria is the Latin name for Spanish fly. Oh, <laughs> it's it's the main ingredient of Spanish fly, which oh. is pro- possibly the most famous aphrodisiac that I could think of, other than oysters. Oh, go talk us through it because I don't know about this. Oh, so Spanish fly is something that's been sold in like sex shops for years as a, as an aphrodisiac. And oh, really? until, yeah, I, I always thought it was just something like some liquid that they've given a, a fancy name to, but it dates back quite a long time. So yeah, so they've been crushing up these beetles for years. That's literally what Spanish fly is. Anyway, that was aphrodisiac or aphrodisfuckle. Mate, that, you have, uh, I'm going to give you a little round of applause there. That is ab- sensational work from you there, Buzz. Sensational work. I'm very, well, very proud of you. We asked some of, some of our uh, listeners, some of our, some of our followers on Facebook to give us some like, horror stories. Yes. Some of them, some of them quite long. But I, I, thought I'd, I'd, um, I thought I'd give you one which was um, from an actual friend of mine. Uh, a guy called Jim Morton, who's a drummer. He said, I took my then-girlfriend to a really swanky Chinese restaurant for a Valentine's Day meal. Ridiculously expensive, but she promptly told me it wasn't working out between us. I asked to be excused to go to the bathroom, and then I went and got in my car and left her with the bill. (laughs) (laughs) That is... (laughs) Shithousery of the highest order, Buzz. And... (laughs) I'm here for it. I am absolutely all over that. She's um, she's quite rightly been punished um, in the best way possible. Uh, particularly on Valentine's Day night. I mean, like, yeah, you, exactly. you could have done it on any given time. Although I, I myself have uh, many, many years ago um, broken up with a girl on Valentine's Day just because uh, I didn't want to buy her any presents. Wow. <laughs> As I have heard of people um, dumping people on the 13th. And, and when I say I've heard of people, and this is literally when we were like 14, right? Dump a girl on the 13th, get back with her on the 15th, save yourself some cash. <laughs> I mean, it's a gamble. She might not want you back. But do you know what I mean? If it's going to save you spending six quid on a teddy holding a heart from Clinton's, then... Maybe it's worth it. It, it wasn't entirely because uh, like, I wanted to save some money. I genuinely like didn't see much mileage in it. And then I thought, oh, God, if I'm going to be nice, I'm going to have to buy her a load of stuff and then 
a few days down the line go, oh, I don't think it's working out. So I just thought I'd do the decent thing and end it on Valentine's Day. Well, Bas, as we've, um, as we've established many times on this podcast, you are very old. So <laughs> I, think, I think what you're trying to say, Baz, is you're thinking like, I wasn't sure this relationship was working out. So I thought, I'm not sacrificing a goat and a fucking dog for nothing. <laughs> Boom, mic drop. <laughs> oh, literally, mic drop. <laughs> I'm a non-meat eater. I'm not sacrificing a goat and a dog if this isn't going anywhere. So we're going to have to end this relationship now. Yeah, but I could have used the goat to make an aphrodisiac, though, couldn't I? So You could have done, yeah. You could have sold it to, to some Caribbean guys. Okay, so um, even the least observant of you on Facebook and YouTube will notice that it's much brighter now than it was. And the reason for that is that um, we had such a good response on Facebook uh, of a load of really good... Um, load of really good Valentine's-related stories that came in after we'd recorded the show that we decided to get together again and just go through a few of the ones that came to us on Facebook. So if you send us a story on Facebook, um, thank you so much. If you've just reviewed us on Facebook, we have been absolutely blown away by the response, by the way. Baz asked for some reviews on Facebook, and we've gone from six to 230-odd or something like that. And in terms <laughs> of followers it. on the Facebook page, we've gone from 600, 700 or something to 1,600 or something. So keep doing what you do. Keep sharing it. Keep recommending us uh, on that page. Um, thank you so much for that. So we have um, a few stories uh, related to uh, Valentine's Nightmares. So I'm going to do the first one, Mas. Um And the on, first one comes from um, S.E. Karowski. And I've said that deliberately in... Uh, it, I suspect that's right because it's come from the States and it's not Karowski, which it would be if it was Polish or something. Um, and, and yeah, I, I'm guessing it's from the States because the first line is, oh, I have a doozy. I have no idea what a doozy is, Baz, but it sounds good. <laughs> doozy. As, and I presume he <laughs> means I've got a good one. Um, so here we go. My ex thought it would be funny to hide an ecstasy pill in one of the chocolates in a heart-shaped box. <laughs> I did not know he bought two boxes of chocolates, and he forgot which box he'd put it in. The small one for me or the large one for his 79-year-old mother. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like it's going to get quite dark quite quickly, Baz. Let's go. <laughs> However, his mother was particular about chocolates and decided to pass the chocolates around her apartment building. <laughs> for weeks he was poking around to find out if one of these old codgers died or went to hospital <laughs> no one became ill or reported anything four years later wow the postman was reported for having a torrid affair with one of the residents <laughs> to our surprise the man explained he did not know why he suddenly became infatuated with little old lady named Diane Apparently, they were at it for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is epic. So, um, I'm going to believe S.E. Karowski, and that that's not an urban myth. Um, I don't care if it is. It's a brilliant story. The fact that the um, the ex hid an XTC tablet, couldn't remember where it was, and then it got distributed around what sounds like um, sheltered accommodation for old people. <laughs> Um, and at some point, the mailman has been handed one of these chocolates and becomes so infatuated that with an old lady called Diane, he's at it for nine hours. <laughs> 
Well, if Diane is listening, or the postman, uh, happy Valentine's Day. I'd, I'd suggest <laughs> Diane, not only because she sounds quite old and it sounds like a long time ago, but um, if she's been at it for nine hours with the mailman, I'd suggest that Diane's probably dead by now. <laughs> for, for either one or both of those reasons. With a massive smile on her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she definitely died happy. Maybe he was at it for nine hours because she died and he didn't realise. Um, many thanks to S.E. Karowski for being our first ever... Um, contributor from, uh, or contributor from Facebook. Contributor? Yeah, contributor. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Contributor, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, you're going to get a shot down. Oh, probably. <laughs> um, thank you so much for that one. Um, that is an epic way to start. Buzz, what have you got? Uh, so I've got one from uh, Tina Marie Adams. And uh, she starts with My girlfriend worked in a factory next to me. Her husband delivered a gorgeous bouquet of Valentine's, uh, for Valentine's Day. Uh, she brought it over during her lunch break and placed it on my table for safekeeping until a shift was over. Uh, I was visited later in the day by two lads that did not know each other at the same time. That's Ooh, awkward. It is. Uh, neither of these losers brought even a card but wanted to see, to see me that day. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm reading it word for word. A call first would have been appropriate. Anyways, they were both uncomfortable, uh, as was I. I said, oh... Which one of you darlings sent me the flowers? <laughs> uh, one stand-up gentleman said, uh, it wasn't me, and looked straight away to the other guy. This asshole puffs up his chest and spouts, yes, it was me. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Cool> play. guy. <laughs> uh, I burst out laughing, called him out and sent him on his way, never to be seen again. Seriously, the other fellow didn't fare much better. Show up, sweet on me on Valentine's Day, unannounced, but with not so much as a chocolate. Bums, apparently. <laughs> You say they're bums, but fair play to man number two. That is yeah. that, that is epic. I mean, he's seen an opportunity there, and he's gone, do you know what? I'm having this. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm claiming that. If he's not saying he's said no, fuck it. I'm going to claim it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he backfired. He backfired, yes. but no, fair play to him for having a go. <laughs> yeah, you got to take your hat off to him. Uh, I, I think he uh, that was just quick thinking, right? That's, that's just absolute genius. Well played to him. Um, and also, um, well played to uh, Tina. Um, because I'm not going to lie, Tina confused me in the start by saying, uh, my girlfriend worked in a factory next to me and then talked about her husband delivered gorgeous bouquet. I got really confused yeah. at that and then remembered that girlfriend is a, it's a, just a friend that's a girl in America, isn't it? Yeah, it's more, more used in America. Yeah, my girlfriend. We have so many followers now from the States that I'm going to have to get some kind of translator in. Because um, I got there in the end, but that proper confused me to start with. I thought it was just a really modern relationship. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's got a girlfriend and a husband. No, I'm not judging. Oh, I should imagine that's why we read it. We both read it twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it, let's be honest, I probably wanted it to be that, <laughs> even if it wasn't. I mean, it may be. Only Tina knows. Here's another one from... Uh, this one here is from Mary Kelly Williams Avery. Um, if you don't mind me saying, Mary, you're being very greedy with the number of names you've got there. Um, so, um, I had a date who tried to impress me with his wine knowledge. He found out through the grapevine. I do hope that's an intentional pun, by the way. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> he found out through the grapevine that I love red wine. So, he picked me up in his old beater, which didn't bother me because I like old cars. But he had not cleaned the beast and there were food wrappers and bottles and whatnot everywhere. He had to clean off the front seat for me to be seated. 
Now, I think we should assess this one as we go along, because it's quite a long yeah. one. I mean, that guy's made zero fucking effort, has he? Do you know what I mean? The, the first line says he's trying to impress her with his wide knowledge, right? He's trying to impress her, but couldn't be asked not to clean the inside of the car, couldn't be asked to scrape the shit off his passenger seat before he got there to pick her off. I mean, there's a chance I've ever heard of one. <laughs> there's... Uh, I suspect this this one's going to be full of red flags, but that is definitely red flag number one. Anyway, so we start driving, and he said this was still too early for our dinner reservations, and takes me to the beach at the lake. Um, he said he wanted a ch- wanted a chat and to get to know me a bit better. The next thing he does is he reaches into a paper bag. <laughs> I'm terrified already, <laughs> uh, and he pulls out two plastic cups. I'll not be too bad. And a bottle of Classy. Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> I think we've discussed MD 2020 on it before, oh, haven't we? Oh, Mad Dog 2020. Oh, I'll read through this and then I'll talk through what we know of Mad Dog 2020 because um, Mary Kelly, uh, Mary Kelly Williams Avery, because I don't know which of those names singularly she goes with. So um, she goes on to explain a bit uh, because it, it, I, I can't imagine from the explanation that Mad Dog 2020 is as famous in the States as it is here. But cool. um, this particular vintage came with a screw tap and many a story. Basically, it was a fortified wine, known to be favoured among teens because it tasted like sour grape juice with a kick and could get you drunk quickly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> because that is exactly how I know what it is. Because it's one of the first things I ever drank. Mad Dog 2020 yep. is basically, it's fucking rotten but it tastes less rotten than a lot of other stuff. So it was definitely, it was, it was basically really strong Alka Pops before Alka, Alka Pops were a thing, I think is the best. Oh, yeah. Way. Yeah. And also, and also at the time it was cheaper than anything else you could get to get pissed on. Oh, it was rotten stuff. It, it tasted like lighter fluid had been mixed with some kind of air freshener or something. Yeah. Anyway, so you bang on. It did, it did taste like sour grape juice with a kick and could get you drunk very quickly. That was the point. Okay. So, at this point, the date was officially over for me, but he didn't know that. I, in quotes, and I'm going to do air quotes for people watching, yeah. I accidentally uh, I accidentally spilled some on my shirt and asked him if he could take me home so I could change before dinner, since I didn't want to be embarrassed at a nice restaurant. At this point, this guy's turned up, can't be asked scraping his seat to clear it up, and has brought a paper bag with Mad Dog 2020, I can't believe he hasn't come out with a line of just take it off if it's stained. Don't worry about that. <laughs> It'll fit in the car perfectly. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry about that. You don't need a shirt where we're going, love. Anyway, um, he hummed it hard for a bit, uh, but did drive me home. When I got inside, my dad was on the couch watching TV. I told him the sequence of events and he went roaring out the door. <laughs> Needless to say, my day tore out of the driveway and I haven't seen him since. That is a massive lucky escape, by the way. Um, my dad came in laughing his ass off because apparently my date thought he was going to kill him and was terrified beyond measure. The cherry on the top of this shit show is that he never made reservations at the restaurant. And I found this out because I called the place to cancel and they'd never heard of him. So his whole plan consisted of getting me drunk, feeling me up, and then going through a drive-in for burgers and fries. What a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, prop, props for the use of wanker for, for an American as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like. I love the one that, um, that Mary has um, has translated the last line into English for us. 
into English English <laughs> as opposed to American English. Um, and she says that was the worst Valentine's ever. Do you know what? When we ask for Valentine's stories, that story is exactly what we were looking for. <laughs> Just absolutely. There's so, but there's so much going on in that. He turns up in a shit car, which is okay. But he hasn't even been asked to scrape the stuff off the passenger seat. Then he pulls out a paper bag with my dog swimming sweaty in it. <laughs> well, so let's, there's, there's a few things to unpack. I mean, the first thing she said was that he uh, he hadn't cleaned the beast, which I'm not sure what that was meant to be when you first read it. <laughs> oh, well, to be honest, um, the rest of the story didn't suggest she'd got intimate enough with him to find out that he'd not cleaned his beast. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like... Um, uh, Mary Kelly Williams Avery is in Louisiana. So, uh, ladies, if you're looking for the perfect date, he- head over to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you were, uh, yeah, if you go on the Mildly Controversial Podcast uh, Facebook page, uh, have a look under the Valentine's Nightmares, uh, you can get in touch with Mary Kelly Williams Avery, and um, you know, she may be able to give you, t- she may be able to give you some clues on where you can find this real catch. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for your contributions on Facebook. Um, awesome. Thanks to, uh, let's go through, give them another shout out, to Mary, to Tina, and to S.E., who mysteriously doesn't give a first name. So the final one I found on Reddit, Baz, an example of the worst Valentines they'd had comes from somebody called Papsirk on Reddit, and they simply say that their worst Valentine was spent by staying home, crying, and masturbating myself to sleep. <laughs> and they, they clarified the order. They put edit, I masturbated, then cried myself to sleep. So they wanted to be very clear that they weren't crying during masturbation. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, that is your Valentine's Day special. Thank you so much to Baz. And normally I say thank you to Baz just because it's a kind and polite thing to say. But Baz, you've, you've, had, you've actually contributed so much. And uh, you know, and you've you've done very very well. You brought so much to it tonight with uh, with your um, aphrodisiac or aphrodisic it fuck, uh, which I think is one of the finest moments this podcast has seen. So thanks again, Baz, for being here. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, don't forget to do all the subscribe shit. Um, subscribe, uh, review, yeah, uh, review, comment down. Comment down below if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, and you can comment. Send us a beer. <laughs> yes. And send us a beer. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash mildlypod, and, um, and you can buy us a beer. And if you don't want to buy us a beer, um, then just give us a five and we'll spend it on something else. It's been a pleasure spending Valentine's Day with you. I love you. <laughs> Was that to the listeners or to me? It was to you, you fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, you've had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You haven't cried yourself to sleep after furiously masturbating. And we will see you next time. Stop it. (laughs) Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. 
The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.